Hello once again, welcome to another edition of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host as always, the Mouth of Michigan, Robin Dyke. With me as always, my co-host, the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm right here. And conspicuous once again by her ass. It's been like a month, it feels like, yeah. since the brain has been on the show. She's doing, I think, some Easter stuff uh, with your mom today. So she will be back hopefully next week. We have so much stuff to go over today, guys. Stevie Y is back in Detroit as the new Red Wings general manager. We have the final edition of the Merck Zone Mock Draft Corner as the draft is next week. Um, we've got the LeBron Lakers situation. We're talking the Lions schedule and making our way to early predictions on that. As well as we're talking some WWE Superstar shakeup, And we have also another announcement at possibly at the end of the show uh, that we're going to tease throughout. So be sure to stay tuned tuned for that. Um, Mike, let's just jump right into it. Uh, big news coming out uh, of, for at least Detroit fans in, in, in particular, you know, Steve Eisenman is back. He's the new general manager. He was officially hired and announced uh, as on Friday. Um, just it, tell me what you're feeling just right off the bat about this, because I think this is one of the few moves that universally every fan in Detroit, every Red Wings fan goes... Oh, thank, thank goodness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just that glimmer of hope right. out in the distance that you're like, wow, mm-hmm. maybe this team can turn around. Mm-hmm. Um, everything that he's done with the Lightning um, the last couple of years has been just phenomenal. Right. And um, I really missed him here. Yeah. And um, I before we kind of assumed this could be a thing, mm-hmm. as we were talking about it as a podcast even started episode one and two, we were right. talking about For this, sure. this could be like a possibility maybe. Mm-hmm. Now that it's actually here, you're like, wow, now I actually see like the road that they're going to be going on with right. this guy and everything. Right. Absolutely. And what they're about to build, I think, is going to be something really special here. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, and you look at it, the one thing, obviously, that is missing from his Lightning's tenure is obviously a Stanley Cup championship, right? Where everyone kind of thought, myself included, that Tampa going in, 62 wins... You know what I mean? And they did what else I said was, oh, they could probably tank it and do like the Red Wings did in 96. But point being, um, the development, the roster turnover that he had in Tampa, the the, uh, the talent acquisition that he had there was phenomenal. I mean, he did some good work here, you know, in that 08 run. Um, you know, he was assistant to the GM or what have you. You know, Ken Holland obviously going to be now like executive vice president yeah, or whatever the hell that is you know so thanks for being here you can get paid still basically um mm-hmm. i mean give me give me some sort of timeline here because and one thing i kind of took from his press conference was the he stressed it about four or five times where it's like time timeline right this is going to take time yeah. right and he kept saying it over and over and i thought he's smart because yeah. he knows when pe- when he came here people are going to go Oh my gosh, we're we're gonna make the playoffs next year, and this is gonna yeah. be a whole thing, right? Give me your timeline and give me your thoughts on on him kind of being so blunt, like really driving home that topic of yeah. it's going to take time. It's not gonna happen in one off season. Yeah, I always that's something I like from coaches mm-hmm. to give you an honest reason. Like obviously, you want to go up there and you want to go, you want to go. Yeah, next season we're gonna make a playoff run. Right, but realistically. I would say it'll probably take about two to three years to really get the team together. Right. Um, get some of the bigger contracts like Howard. He's still riding on this yeah, last Zetterberg's year. Yeah, still on the, the books. Still Franz is coming yeah. off next year. Yeah, you, you have, give, right. You give all those guys time for all those contracts to get off, and then you um, get your young guys in. Um, you're drafting, what, six this year, mm-hmm. which could have been lower, but. Right, that's yeah, the wings winning, left. Yeah, yeah, it's wings left there. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I, I well, mean, all in all, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's nice to have like that sight that like, hey, it's gonna take a few years. He's not saying it's gonna happen right away, mm-hmm. but at least he's telling us, hey, don't expect it next year. And that's the thing, right? And I think because as fans, our initial reaction when there's change, right? When when something's going bad and then there's change, you're thinking, oh, this is the greatest yeah. thing ever, right? It could be a donkey who has gotten hired as yeah. the new GM, and everyone be like, oh, thank goodness, Holland's gone, right? But because this is such a grand slam type of hire for them, right? Where this is, this could not be a more perfect fit if you tried, right? Like if we win a Stanley Cup championship within the next ten years, say, right? Mm-hmm. Talk about a storybook kind of thing where that's what movies are made of, right? Yeah. It's them playing here as the captain, winning championships, now building the team and bringing it back to prominence. But um, for him to be so brutally honest and say, listen. There are some pieces here, and we know there's pieces here. You know, you've got Mantha, you've got Athanasiu, you've got Larkin, you've got individual pieces. You know, Bertuzzi, even. Um, you know, Zadina, who's you know playing in the AHL. You have guys here that you either are anticipating to be cornerstones of your franchise, but you've also got a lot of, I don't know. Yeah. on this roster right now. This is not a good hockey team, folks. Like, mm-hmm. like We need to stress that, that this is not a good team. Don't let this 10 out of 12 wins at the end of the year fool you. It's not a good hockey team. There's a lot of work to be done, right? You know, the goaltending situation needs to flesh itself out. You need to you need to be able to find consistent scoring. I think that they would be, I think they need better defense. Cronwall is your best, one of your best defensemen. He's like 38 years old. That can't, it can't be your solution anymore, you know? So there are pieces here but there is so much more that needs to happen. And getting underneath this rock of the salary cap, as well as really it's going to be a complete roster turnover, in my opinion. You know, And I think there's going to be a couple tough moves to be made yeah. coming up here that I don't know if people are. But I think you got to trust this process. He's done it before with another team, right? Mm-hmm. There's no way he's going to put less effort into here, right? I mean, yeah. what it's he, he mentioned it. He he should have won a cup there. They didn't win a cup there. It eats away at him. You can tell just yeah. based off of the press conference. But now I'm going to ask you this as a general fan. We have been very vocal about this on the show where it's extremely hard to watch the Red Wings right now, right? Yeah. Because you don't the future, you don't know where they were going, right? You don't know if they have the right man. And, and Blashill, you don't know what Holland was doing. Now that Eiserman is here, are you more likely to watch, even though it's going to be a tough watch, but watching with more of a sense of optimism and it, it's more palatable for you to see them in this rebuilding mode now, now that Eiserman is here because you feel like there's a plan? I do a tad. Um, I'm very, I, I get nervous mm-hmm. watching um, all these games because I really like the Red Wings. Right. Watching Blue sucks. Yeah. Um, but with the sense that you're going to watch it knowing we have a plan in mind. Like mm-hmm. the Lions, after you know you yeah. have these bad seasons, we get a new coach, right. and then you watch, and you're like, I see the improvement, and I see where right. you're going with it. Right. Um, watching this team develop will be it's going to be a, a lot of fun to watch. So I guess, in a way, I'm excited to start watching them next year, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I'm like, it's also going to probably take like two or three years. Right. And so like right off the bat, you're going to not see a lot, mm-hmm. and it's going to make everyone really nervous. Right. right exactly. Off the bat, I feel like, exactly. Like next year, you're going to see the same team early yep. on that we did Pretty much, this yeah. year, and you're going to be like, wow, where's that improvement? But mm-hmm. it's going to be like a staggering, like very yes. slow development process. And you, if you can understand that process, that's mm-hmm. going to take a while. For sure. Then like, yes. Okay, yeah. then I'm cool. And that's a great point that you make, though, is that you're right. This team is probably going to look quite similar to what it does this year, right? Yeah. You can't just cut eight players off your team, right, without that. And he even said, mentioned where he's like, 
you know, come the opening of free agency, it's not like we're just going to go make a splash signing just to make a splash signing, just so we're a little bit better, right? And yeah. I thought that way. I think he covered so many bases mm-hmm. so nonchalantly where he was like, calm down, yeah. bear with me, bear with us as an organization. We understand and we know what you expect and we expect yeah. the same thing, but it's not going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? If anything, it gives you like a placeholder that like you right. guys can have optimism as a fan for like three years. Right. Even, it, yeah, even right. if it doesn't work out in the long run and, and <coughs> we, we're yeah. still tanking and stuff. Right. And then we have to get a new guy or everything. At least with him here, you get the optimism of watching him of for course. three years. And, and, if you, and if you really you think that he can evaluate, right? And I think he's proven it in Tampa, right? Where yeah. he's been able to evaluate talent. I think it's going to change the way we, we scout, the way we draft. Um, I think that Holland's done a pretty good job for as much flack as we've given him. I think the past two seasons, knowing that this team was not ready to really compete, I think he set up Stevie really well with a couple good picks in Zadina, um, along with now you've got a first round pick, you had six over, you have three second round picks this year. So I mean, you've got you've got some pieces, you've got mm-hmm. some assets now that you can really turn into into some really good picks to really supplement this team and really get them headed off in the right direction. If they build it right, I mean, it's going to be what we had before, right? Where we'll have a consistent team for five to seven years. That's what you want. It's never going to be 23 years of straight postseason again. I don't think mm-hmm. that's ever going to happen again. I'm sorry to say. But if, you, if you're able to go through that cycle of, of cementing yourself and, you know, and consistently able to d- develop and evaluate talent the correct way, will be set up for success long term. You know what I mean? And that's at the end of the day, that's where yeah, that's where you want to be, right? So extremely excited, extremely grateful to have Stevie back. Um I mean I really couldn't be happier about it. It's one of the few moves here in Detroit sports where it's a it's like a oh thank goodness he actually came. Mm-hmm. It's over. There's no more speculation. Let's go. Let you know Pedal the metal. Let's go right away. Um, now let's we're gonna shift away now from hockey. Let's go right in now to the final edition of the Merc Zone mock draft. I am so sad to see it go. Um, it's we, a good we, time. We've had a ton of fun with this. Uh, I mean, for me, definitely our best idea that we've started here. Oh, absolutely, right. I mean, if every podcast hasn't started doing it by now, then you're just stupid at this yeah. point. But. Um, in all honesty, though, I mean, these are great for us. The, I mean, we'll probably do it if, if time allows. We may have some quick hitter stuff coming your way for maybe a full mock draft going for us, cool. um, you know, right before the draft times comes. But with that being said, let's go. Let's just jump right into it. Give me give me who this is from, if you have the website available yeah. to you. I'm using the Walter Payne one that we use almost every week. Mm-hmm. I find it very reliable, and it was updated on the 19th. Oh, okay, so, so yesterday, yesterday uh, of when this recording, recording so right. Friday night, it was Fantastic. Uh, updated. So I mean, have, you're not going to get much more unless a trade happens between now and yeah. Thursday. You're not really going to know. So, I mean, this is this is pretty much yep. what all the rumors coming out yep. here. I was I went through, and I found, I think I counted about 25 of like the big, mm-hmm. that I thought were like the big guys. Okay. And I actually have a couple things from this trap. That mm-hmm. I want to ask questions on. For sure. But we're just going to start off right off the back. Arizona, no, there are no trades in this one, by the okay. way. Okay. So we're just going straight off like okay. usual. So Arizona and the Niners, we're just going to take that off the bat. They right. pick Kyler Murray and Nick Bosa. Right. Sounds like Normal. that's going to be what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, though, the Jets will take... Quinn and Williams? Yes, they will take Quinn and Williams. Yeah. You know what's funny? Just just quick sidebar. I saw a mock today by some NFL writer where he had Ed Oliver going three and Josh Allen fell to eight to the Lions. 
and everybody goes, this is so stupid. <laughs> like, even Lions fans are like, there's no way no, that's happening, no but, oh my it's gosh. It's like, if the Giants are sitting there at six, there's yeah. no way you don't take, like, Josh Well, I mean, you're just you know like, I mean? like, oh my gosh. Or it's a tough Or draft. Tampa, or anybody at that yeah. point. Like, he's a top three. But it's just funny. I was yeah. just like, really? He lasts to eight? I mean, so, you can get a King's Ransom yeah. for that guy. <laughs> so, number four, Good the Raiders Lord. pick. Um... They're gonna take Josh Allen, right? Yeah, yeah. they do okay. take Josh. I was Allen. saying. I mean, yeah. unless this is that, unless this is also that same mock draft. I no, it's yeah. not. <laughs> uh, and number five, the Bucks will pick Devin White. They do not. No, even though that's a very uh, talked about pick, they yeah. actually pick Ed Oliver here. Oh, okay. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I some people they look at Ed Oliver and they go, "Yep." Top ten talent. Other people look at Ed Oliver and go, he's too small. He's yeah. not going to be able to do what he did at Houston. He's a bottom half of the first, early second pick. So there's a lot of differing opinions on him. I'm in the first camp, clearly. Yeah, I'm but, in the top ten camp. Yeah, too. but I mean, that's oh, five is man. You must really think he's a stud. But. If you think any of these guys drop out of the top five, mm-hmm. besides maybe Ed Oliver, but maybe you had like uh, Devin White or whoever in there, mm-hmm. who do you think has the biggest chance to drop out of the top five mm-hmm. for you? If there's any, like you think Devin White, I think could, and the reason why I say that is if a team like Detroit, if we stay at eight and we don't take Devin White, right? I look at Buffalo. I don't think Buffalo is going to go middle linebacker. I don't. Denver is not going to go yeah. middle linebacker. So you, there's a lot of teams in the teens where you have a lot of quarterback needy teams that could possibly be trying to wait it out, saying maybe we don't need to trade up to get the quarterback that we want. So and then you get into the situation where okay, who do I like better, Devin White or Devin Bush? Right yeah. at the value, it's it's basically it's it's like it's the Ruben Foster Jared Davis argument all over again. I was totally in the Ruben Foster camp. Clearly, I didn't know how big of a jerk he was, but yeah. at the time, right. That's all stuff that they have to weigh. So I think Devin White is a guy where, not even for any particular reason, it's just because you play linebacker, right? Mm-hmm. It may not be, depending on the depth and on the defensive side of the ball in this draft, is extremely deep. Yeah. So you may not need to reach for that and go get somebody else. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, number six, the Giants do not go quarterback here. And that might shock people. So There's stupid. word out there that they trust in Eli and they're going to ride with him this year. So they have no reason to take a quarterback, is what this one says. And they will go Rashawn Gary at number six. Okay, go ahead. Take him. Yeah. So stupid. Like, I mean, here's the thing. If it, Tell me after the, after we go to Lions pick who they pick at 17. Because if they pick a quarterback anyway. No, they don't. Oh, they don't? Okay. Because nope. it's like, nope. if you like a quarterback they, at 17, you pick, must like him at six. They pick a quarterback in the second round. Then what's the. Round. Uh, Okay, that's yeah. so stupid to me, but all right. Whatever. Um, so the Jags at number seven, very talked about. Yeah. Jawan Taylor, yeah. pretty consensus pick for most people that yeah. that's where he's going to go. Right. Number eight, I feel like this one's very interesting for the Lions pick. Oh, boy. Uh, we actually, I don't think I've ever brought him up before. No? No. Is it Jonah Williams? Nope. Okay, it's not an offensive lineman no. then. There was a draft where I saw him trade down and pick Jonah Williams. Yeah. But not. it's not Jonah Williams. Okay. They actually pick Brian Burns. Really? State. So that's a lot of people. A lot of people really like Brian Burns, yeah. right? He's athletic. He's lengthy. Um, good production at Boston College. But I, I think that at eight, bleh, for me, it's tough. You know, yeah. like even with Montez Sweat, too, I'm not going to necessarily be mad about it, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, I feel like, man, if you really could drop back into the teens, no, I'm pretty sure one of those guys would yeah. probably be there. No, I would love a Brian Burns at like 13. Or right, it's like if they something. flip with Atlanta, right? Yeah. Atlanta goes and gets whoever they want, right? Yeah. Greedy, whoever. 
they they flip with Atlanta. They're able to pick up an additional third, maybe an additional two, depending on what what their what the compensation chart looks like. Yeah. Right. Then for me, I'm like okay, like, and I've heard this too, where there's a possibility of them going if they trade eight to Atlanta for fourteen and Atlanta's second round pick, and then we give them our third round pick this year. Would you like that better than a first and third and fourth? So we trade them eight in our I don't third think so, round. I don't want to get rid of that pick though. So we would have two second round picks instead of one second round pick and one third round pick. So you still have the same amount of picks, but you're just you're picking two guys in the mm-hmm. second round rather than a guy in the second and the guy at the end of the third. I mean, to me personally, I guess it doesn't. I would like the two seconds because yeah. obviously you get better right. value from the seconds. Right. But at the same time, I don't think it's. A huge because we also lose a pick in that though you said right no 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 that's it no no so we're trading our eight and then our third round right yeah and then they trade us fourteen and then so it's two for two so we still have have the same amount of picks we're basically just swapping our third Third for a two I would probably be okay with that just because I mean you're moving up I mean the bottom half of the third round anyway is a fourth round pick yeah whatever all right let's get Uh, let's continue so Brian Burns goes in the lines. Yeah. Some other notable names. So we'll have Devin White going to Denver at 10. Really? So they don't go quarterback. That's kind of surprising there. Uh, Drew Locke is picked by the Bengals at 11. Okay. And actually getting later into this draft, this is where it gets very interesting right. about some of this draft stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ Hawkinson goes to the Packers at 12. But in my opinion, don't you think a Noah Fant would be better suited as a Packer? Absol- absolutely. Than absolutely. A For sure. Yeah, because you've got their vertical offensive yeah, it, scheme. Well, I mean, you look at it too. I mean, I get it. Everyone thinks that Hawkinson is more is more of a complete player. But in like in the Lions' point of view, right, I would see them maybe preferring Hawkinson yeah, because he's a better too. run blocker, right, than Fant is. But Fant fits better in like a Kansas City type offense, exactly. right, where he goes and he's not lined up inside. It's no. he's in the slot, right? He's off and or in that he's bunch like a, he's formation. Like a wide exactly. So for me, I w- I'm with you, right? But. I think with the failure that Jimmy Graham has been since he got there, right, because he was terrible last year, um, I think that they, Hawkinson would kind of fill that role, and I would expect to see Jimmy Graham get cut there. They have some flexibility, Green Bay does, because they have two first-round picks. So they can kind of go best player available because yeah. that defense is terrible. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? You need a lot of, you need a lot of pieces yeah. for Green Bay. More than people, I think, are really – Thinking about just mm-hmm. because they have Rodgers there. Yeah. Um. So at twenty, Devin Bush goes yep. to the Steelers. It's been a perfect pick. That's a pick. That's, that's a Steeler that's, pick right yeah. there. Good lord. Uh, Marquise Brown goes to the Ravens. Mm-hmm. DK Metcalf dropped a little bit. He goes to the Colts at twenty six. That's a great pick for them though, especially yes. if Funchess doesn't work out. I mean, luck yeah. to that. that because mean, you got Ty on one exactly. side, and Beckham on the other. And with Funchess too, that wide receiving core goes from being okay to wow, really Very good, good, really yeah. quickly. And then Noah Fant goes to the twenty seven to the Raiders. He's there. That's a great pick, but that's a Jerry Cook. That's yeah. Jerry Cook is what he is. Yeah. That makes that now makes tons of sense. Here's I think the most controversial part of this entire draft. There's one guy that we haven't mentioned at all. Okay. That's Wayne surprising. Haskins. Okay. He's going to 30 to the Packers. Really? And the reason being is they think that there's been scouts out there saying that there's something they don't like about him. Yeah. And he's almost going to have a Rodgers thing where he's going to drop. Because really? when the Giants don't take him. Right. There's nobody else. Because Cincinnati, yeah. because I feel like there's a thing where once you have like an idea, like you like Drew Locke, you're going to be like, all right, how do we build around Drew Locke? Right. Because you like, you like Drew Locke and his right. system or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so all these guys, like the Bengals, 
and uh, Miami or whoever who have their guy, or Daniel Jones, uh, the Washington or whatever, yeah. they all have their guy. Right. So they're like, all right, how are we huh. gonna, like Daniel Jones? How are we gonna build around him? Right. So they're not gonna go pick Dwayne Haskins if he's there because right. they don't know like what he is really. Right. I feel like you're gonna start dropping, 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 and then Packers go. They yeah. kind of might need a replacement. Soon. Right. I, here's what's crazy about that though, right? Is that if they did that, it's very similar to what they did with Rodgers, exactly. right? Where they yeah. just said that we have far. We know we have far, yeah. but he's not gonna be around forever. Exactly. So. It only the only reason why that would completely knock my socks off, right, is the contract that he just signed. Yeah. Rogers contract, right? So now you have a and I get why you take him in the first round, especially if you have two picks because you have the fifth year option, right? Yes. With that. But with them taking that, that means to tell me that two things. One, that they're not happy, right? That they're looking that okay, Rogers maybe won't be here for the life of that contract, yeah. number one. Or two, um, that there's more to this, and they think that they can fix it, right? Because yeah. LaFleur is the offensive thing, right? Yeah. I, if I'm the Giants, and I think that, especially because you're telling me that they take one in the second round, but even if I didn't know that, if you're the Giants, Eli Manning does not last three more years. No. Eli Manning, I don't think lasts I mean, two maybe, more years. And maybe there's even a thing where maybe they like Tua Tagovailoa so much that right. they want to next year, yeah, and that's their guy next year or something. But uh, that's the thing. What if you what if you go six and ten? Exactly. Right, and now you're not the first overall pick. Yeah. So whoever's the first overall pick next year, unless it's a team, that even I, I would like to say like Arizona this year, who they draft a quarterback, but they're going to take a quarterback again. Yeah. So if you're that bad, right? Say the Raiders are just god awful this year, and Derek Carr sucks the big one. You know, they're probably going to take Tua. Yeah. Right? Screw Derek Carr. Right? Yeah. You know, if we suck in two years from now and we have a top five pick, I'm guessing we're going to try to trade up and get Trevor Lawrence more than likely because that means Stafford <laughs> yes. took a dive. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. There, those situations where I'm like, man, you must you got to commit to the suck yeah. at that point if you really want that guy. Yeah. But at the same time, you got to commit to the suck for like a season and then hurry up and rebuild all over again because yeah. you're going to screw your quarterback. Yeah. So that's interesting. All right, yeah. let's go. Let's well, go second I, round. I found that very interesting. And your guy Paris Campbell goes to the Patriots at 32. I'm just looking right at the camera right now. Just to be I like, feel just that. Be like, mm, yeah. yeah, I knew you were going to like that. I was going to sit down and record second Wonder if he's going to be an All Pro. Yeah. I think this is the biggest steal Crap. of the draft. Yeah. The Raiders at pick 35 pick Greedy Williams. That's a hell of a steal, right? Second I'm not. Round. I'm not in the greedy camp necessarily. Yeah. Because, just because as a Lions fan at eight, that's not that's not where I want. The corner is the hardest position outside yeah. of quarterback to make that adjustment to. So. That's too high, but at that value, it's, wow. Yeah. Right. Especially because you're not expecting to win yeah. right away. Uh, the Giants take Will Greer in the second round from West uh, yeah. Virginia. West Virginia, right. Uh, the Bills, so unfortunately, stupid. take your other guy, Irv Smith Jr., at 40, right before we pick. Out of a bitch. Yeah. So now we're picking 43. All right. And we pick. And Justin, we're going to go defense again. No, we actually go offense here. Oh, my gosh. We, we do. pick Dalton Reisner, guard out of Kansas State. They say reason being yeah. with the absence of TJ. Right. They think that he's the best available guard at the time. Mm-hmm. So they're just picking best available offensive lineman basically Listen, here. I'm not necessarily – I'm glad – first of all, I'm glad it's an offensive player, number yeah. one. But <clears throat> with that being said, um, there's just so much skill position stuff that you need, right? Yeah. I just feel like you can find a guard in round four that can be okay. You yeah. know what I mean? I don't need him to be TJ Lang, right? Yeah. You're, you're, you're here to find talent like that. Where you just think, okay, there's just so much depth. Yeah, I just yeah. I uh, Packers okay. pick Justin Lane at cornerback right after. That's where I was thinking they would go. Is Justin Lane? Yeah, forty four. Yeah, I was kind of surprised they didn't go there with the Lions yeah. pick. Patriots late second round go Ryan Finley, cornerback out of NC State. 
Yeah, that's a pick that's been mocked to them quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen some people that's have it at 32 even. Yeah. Um, just once again for that fifth-year option. Um, it wouldn't shock me necessarily. Like they said, they always do it. And Brady's like, dude, I got six rings. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do? You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you're not going to. What are you going to do? And I think Belichick just takes these quarterbacks high just to piss Brady off so he plays really well. Probably. <laughs> I mean, why not? You know what I mean? At this point. It's crazy. And then, or you can train him for like a first round pick. Yeah, exactly. And right. And then, knowing full well he can't play. Grapple <laughs> Um. So, in the third round, I would yeah. have one other notable. So, the Falcons take Chase Winovich, Michigan guy. Um, that's a, a pretty actually, good value. At yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I would say. And the Lions pick number eighty-eight in the third round. Mm-hmm. They pick Riley Ridley, wide receiver, out Alabama. See, now that's not terrible. That that value at in the third round, right? Mm-hmm. If that that's where they get him, that's not bad. I'm yeah. not I'm not necessarily truly upset about that. Just just based off of how that breaks down, you know, if Paris Campbell, my the golden child of the second round for me, is not there, that's a guy where I think that's really great value. Yep. I mean, he's not as good as his brother, but he's not also getting drafted in the first round either. Exactly. So I think that's a that's a Hell of a value uh, yeah. for them. So and that is our mock draft, our final our final mock draft. That was okay. I would give that draft overall. I'd probably give it a you know probably a, a low B. Yeah. You know in that in that point. Just like I, I wouldn't like, be mad. I feel like you're like... reaching a little bit for Burns and the guard pick. I'm just like oh, yeah. it's like another high on offensive lineman pick. Like I'm hearing some people thinking that the Lions may go Jonah Williams from Alabama because they may not like Taylor Decker past 2019. I'm going to go on record right now and say I would hate that pick. Mm-hmm. I would hate any offensive lineman pick in the first round. Unless you trade down so far where you picked up an additional one and two into the 20s, there's no way in hell I'm yeah, taking the offensive Yeah, if you picked up line. that Raiders pick where you get like 24 and 27 for the year. Right, yeah, exactly. Then you no, know what? I'm okay with it because then you can still go get a defensive playmaker mm-hmm. and you're in that. then I'm okay. But even then, honestly... I'd rather go offensive skill position then because then you have your pick of probably a Noah Fant possibly, an Irv Smith Jr., a Paris Campbell, maybe a Metcalf, Mm -hmm. um, you know, somebody that can make a difference right away. You know what I mean? So I think you can mask some, you know, some deficiencies offensive line wise with your scheme, you know, and and what you do, you know, on that side of the ball. But overall, I didn't think it was awful. I didn't think it was bad. I think you address three needs. That's 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 perfect, you know, in my opinion. But at the same time, I don't like reaching for guys. That 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 to me felt more we're going based off of need, not best player available with a mixture of need, if that yeah. makes any sense. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So that's kind of where I was at. But um, the, we're going to have plenty of draft coverage guys coming up. I mean, the, the one that actually happens when the first-round pick goes, obviously we're going to talk in depth about that. Um, I'll actually be at the Lions draft day party on Thursday, so please stay tuned to our Twitter and Instagram pages because I'll be posting a ton of cool pictures and stuff like that. Um, but that's going to be it for part one of episode 21. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about that Lions schedule, give our way-too-early predictions. We got some Lakers magic, LeBron, Palinka, Dini Bus situation stuff like that. We're not talking Pistons this week because we're going to wait till the following week yeah. to see if it's even worth mentioning or if they just got swept. Either way, we'll talk Pistons next week. And then we've got WWE Superstar Shakeup. All of that, all great content coming your way right after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, this is the Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeika from the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast. Just reminding you that we are live every single Monday at 7 in the morning on your favorite streaming services. All five major sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, and professional wrestling. I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, every Monday, 7 a.m. See you there. 
All right, let's welcome back now to part two of episode 21. Let's go right into it. Lion schedule, Mike, you've got that all typed out for us, so you're yeah. going to map out whether we're right or wrong and everything as we go through the season. But um, just before we go through win-loss predictions, real quick, just give me your initial thoughts, anything that's kind of sticking out to you as far as how the schedule broke. We've obviously known the opponents for a little while, right? But yeah. as far as how it breaks down in the season, looking at what the teams have done in the offseason so far, um, any initial thoughts for that screamed out to you? Because i got a couple. I just want to see what yeah, you had. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually not about the ordering of it, yeah. as per se, but I kind of wish... For like just a little bit, that yeah. we played maybe the Chiefs or Chargers on the road because I feel like playing them at home, it's almost yeah. like we're. Those I don't know. I don't know games. if I'm going to give them a loss. Right. Those are really tough games at home. Those are which must I, win games. At least, too, really. at least we're at home for them. You can argue. Right. But at the same time, like if you lose those two games at home, then you're right. Like, now you're, you have to. Now you yeah. almost have to win out at home. Yes. To get that six Correct. and two low, low like, curve, so you can have some buffer on the road. That's a great so take. A lot I, of people haven't been talking about that, but that's that's something. I think that that's really hard. Right. But we also get some like the Giants at home and stuff. So mm-hmm. I think our home, the Bucks at home and stuff. So that part of it is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were nice to our road schedule though, and we don't have we only have one set of back to back away games right through the whole season. Right. So. Um, any other time we go, we either have a home game before or we have a bye before. Right. So we're not hit with like I know the Eagles are hit with like three back to backs. Like they go away, away, away. Like yeah. three we weeks don't have in any a row. real short weeks either for the most part. No, and that's game. also you wanted to talk about. We only have one primetime game. Right. We'll just get right into that right away. I guess. Yeah. Um, I actually don't like primetime games that much as a fan of like mm-hmm. one specific team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hate Thursday night games I if do you're too. a fan. God, I hate I'm so I'm so glad we're never on a Thursday night game. We're yeah. ne- outside of well, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. Right, but that's that's tradition. We're used to it. But besides that I am so glad we don't have any Thursday no. night games cuz that sucks. No, it really kills you, especially just imagine if we played like at the Eagles, and then we had to come home in four days against the Chiefs, like early yeah, that's, on. That's like that would be that would be an awful, <laughs> yeah, that's a like, low experience. Um, I don't mind Monday night because uh, the week before we have a bye, so we actually just have a longer week into it, mm-hmm. and then we play home against the Vikings. So I feel right. like that's a nice little transition into that. Right. Um, but overall, I don't mind the schedule. I think there's a nice break in between hard teams. Mm-hmm. Like you'll play like the Cowboys, but then you get the Redskins, or you get. Um, you get um, Vikings on the road, but then you get the Bucks at home. Right. So you get like a couple right. buffer yeah, weeks. Yeah, where you, you got a hard week, and then okay, now we get. Yeah, you're we can not come looking back. At, if we come off a loss, that's yeah. a good way to bounce back. Easily, our hardest part is Chargers, Eagles, Chiefs early on. That's that, that was four, yeah, that was my really first tough. thing. Right, looking at the schedule has a breaks down with Arizona leading off, and then you've got those three area after that. That is a. Tough. tough right before the break, right? If you you almost have to go two and two. Yeah, if you can split through that, then yeah, you're looking If you really can nice. beat Arizona at Arizona, right, and steal one of those games at home, right, I think you're okay because, yeah. I mean, that's that's a tough way. We'll, we'll go through win-loss predictions here in a yeah. second, but I think that the way that this was made up um, at the beginning, you're going to know really quickly this team, right? Uh, unfortunately, it's not going to be like the Patriots where they start off slow and they're able to recover. We don't have that kind of makeup built into this team. So they're going to have to start out okay for us to even have a chance yeah. in the back half of the season because the Bears are going to be good. Packers are going to be improved. Minnesota is going to be good. So the division isn't, going, isn't getting any easier necessarily. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have to, if you drop a game at Chicago, you almost have to, you got to win all your home games against the division this year 
and you got to probably hopefully steal one on the road somewhere. Yeah. Whether that it's in Minnesota, I honestly think you got a better chance of now winning at Green Bay than you do winning at Chicago. Because yeah. ever the past five years, we go to Chicago even when we won, we're we're escaping with mm-hmm. by the skin of our teeth. Where at least in Green Bay, because you're not playing Green Bay at away late in the season, yeah, you're going early, this right? Year. So right it's coming too. off a bye. That's that's a game. That's a very winnable game. I'm not the Lambo thing ain't a thing anymore in my opinion. So. I think it's harder to win at Soldier Field now than it is to win at Lambeau. Yeah. Um, let's just go right through it, though. Let's go win okay. and loss predictions here. Just give me the give me the team where we're, where we're at or for home or. Okay, so we week one we start the season at Arizona at four twenty five. Yeah, that's looking. that needs to be a win. If they don't win that game, we're looking at zero and four. Yeah, that's, that's I'm looking. I'm, I'm starting with a win there also. Yeah. Um, week two we're home against the Chargers at one o'clock. Where are you looking? Oh, God, it's so tough. That is so tough for me. Um. That's home opener though, so I'm gonna say we escape narrowly. This that you're gonna see an inner homer come out of me. I hate doing these so much because I'm always like, yeah, twelve and four. So (laughs) so, you know what I mean. But being like totally honest, I think that I I like the Chargers as a team, but I do think that they're able to kind of squeak by just because it's home opener. If this was any other week, I'd probably say it's a loss. But home opener, second week of the year, hopefully, kind of. You know, yeah. I'm anticipating them to get my hopes up and then crush me at the end of the year. <laughs> so, okay, so I'm gonna say win there. You're gonna say win. Yeah, I'm gonna say loss. Yeah, I I think the Chargers are probably the best team in that division. Oh yeah, I mean um, I like the Chargers a lot. Don't get me and wrong. And I think I think it's gonna be a really tough one. So yeah. I'm gonna go loss there. Mm-hmm. Um, week three we're going at Philadelphia Eagles. Where are you looking at this one? Mm, yeah, I'm gonna say that's probably uh, that's probably a loss. Um, I don't. I, to me, the Philadelphia is weird, but that they have a really good pass rush. That defense is yeah. is criminally underrated, and I don't know what our offensive line is going to look yeah. like. So I'm going to say that's a loss coming off. You're two and zero. You're probably going to be expected more than likely to win that game. Honestly, mm-hmm. if you start out the way I think they're going to start out, and that means they'll they'll lose. Yeah, um, I'm also going to go loss. I actually think they're going to go one and three to start. I'll get my yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't doubt it. Um, I mean, honestly, like I said, th- there's definitely some inner fandom yeah. here. You know what I, I mean? Think, like, I think it's a one and three, but it's like a respectable one and three where you're yeah. looking like you see a lot of upside later in the schedule that can really right. help you bounce back. Right. That's what I'm saying. That's so, I'm really having to go with the theory, and I'm having to convince myself they have to go two and two to give themselves okay. a chance. Because so I'm assuming you go Chiefs loss here. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, okay. There's no way. There, 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 there's no. I, I mean, here's the thing. Do I think that they could compete with them? Right. Do I yeah. think that if you've given them the time to really look at that offense, right, second year with Mahomes there, mm-hmm. is there going to be, I think, a little bit of a drop-off in his numbers? Yep. Absolutely. But they still have weapons. You know what I mean? They're still a very good football team. Um, I'll be interested to see, though, as we kind of go through. We'll go through week-by-week predictions as the season goes on, too. But that defense, though, right now, the Chiefs defense... I don't look very good. Oh, no, it's not that, good. That, yeah. But, but offense, that offense is just so no hard to keep up with. Like 40 points. I, I agree, but you know what I mean? 40. So I'm just like, eh. Yeah. But yeah, that's a loss All right, for me so right now. we're hitting a bye right after the Chiefs game. We won the bye. Yep, we, I don't count it as a win, but we, <laughs> we win it anyway. Um, week six, we go at the Packers on a Monday night football, so we got an extra day. No, you need to win that game. That's a win. That's yep. a win. I, I think you go in, I think you take Packers pound yep. down. I also do think you win. I, I don't know. If it was like midway through the season or something where you don't come off a bye, I'd right. be a little more nervous. Right. Off a bye and everything. I off think that's a bye, like, especially in the yeah. way you're thinking, too, at one and three, which is more than likely what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, that's a desperation team right now. Yeah. The Lions would be at that point. Yeah. And that's the first. I think you need to win that game. Yeah. The must um, win. So then opinion. you walk into week seven right after that, home against the Vikings. I'm going to say win. 
but that's a tough win. Yeah. I, I like I said, I, I have to go with my theories that they have to they have to split at, at least they gotta steal one on the road somewhere. It's probably the Green Bay game and they gotta they gotta win out on the division. They have to. Yeah. I actually don't think they'll win. Yeah. I don't think they'll beat the Vikings once this year, but I do think they go like three and three through the division mm. somehow. Um, so I'm gonna give that a loss at home against the Vikings. Okay. Uh home against the Giants. No, that's a win. I, I can't even really argue that. I think it's a win also. Yeah. The only reason it would be a loss of it is Saquon literally goes for 900 yards on us. No shit. Right, uh, right, and okay. our Sorry, we don't swear on the show, but yeah, yeah. good call. <laughs> um, week 9, we go at uh, the Raiders. Man, they got a lot of wins piling up here, don't I? Um, yeah, you're looking very optimistic. Yeah, right? I know, right? I know. As, as we're going through this, I'm like, oh, geez. Um, no, I'm going to say it's a win. I, I'm going to say it's a win, too, right now. At least, like I said, it, we'll go through this again probably before the season starts after all the acquisitions. But right now, the way I look at it, yeah, it should okay. be a win. Um, I also will go win. I just don't think the Raiders are good enough to beat us right now. No. Um, I'd be very nervous if Antonio Brown goes for 400 yards. <laughs> yeah, right, yes. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my theory. That's it's my like, only if thing. If Antonio right? Brown goes for 400, we're going to lose. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> that we can win. Um, at the Bears. That's a loss. That's a loss. Yeah, we, that really hurts you to say that. Yeah, so I, I hate it. I, I hate it. I, I hate losing the Bears a lot. I almost hate losing the Bears more than I hate losing to Minnesota just because, like, Minnesota to me, at least, I, I, I respect Mike Zimmer, right? Yeah. He, he's a dumbass of a coach, but he's a great defensive mind. Yeah. I, I don't like anything about the Bears. Matt Nagy and his bald head, Trubisky, everything. Can't stand him. <laughs> Week 11, we're home against the Cowboys. I'm going to say this is a loss. Um, I, I hate to say that. I can't stand it, yeah. um, honestly. But I, we have not shown the propensity at all to stop Zeke Elliott at all, yeah. ever since we've ever played him. So I don't anticipate. And that defense for Dallas is legit. Yeah. I mean, look, no kidding. The hell of a defense. Cowboys are going to be a team to look out for this year, guys. Yeah. I hate saying that. I hate sounding like every other media pundit because Prescott still is terrible. But that defense alone is what's going to carry that football See, team. It's not the offense. And this is a funny thing. I think they're actually going to win this one. Yeah. Um, last year they played them close. I got to put a loss somewhere because right I now think, I had them beating the Chargers. I think so. I think um, them playing the Giants with Saquon. Yeah. I think they're going to get a prep, similar prep them. Yeah, it's going to prep them and get yeah. a similar game plan. To what they're going to do? Only reason why I say not just because I like I said but I, I think really like the Cowboys weapons. defense. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence, you've got still Sean Lee there. You've got Jalen Smith. Byron Jones, you've got a lot of great pieces. You got pieces. that rookie dude that's really good. Yes. Oh, yeah, Vander Ash, too. Vander Ash, I mean, yeah. you've got a lot of really nice pieces on that. That Dallas defense is could legitimately be could be top five in the league. I, I think there's. I think <clears> they're <throat> almost looking at NFC Championship team right there. And yeah. It's like, and I, I mean, Dak Prescott will be the reason why they don't win anything. I'm going to be full front up with you right now. And because they're going to have to pay him and Zeke coming up, that's why they'll never win one. But... On paper right now, that Dallas defense especially yeah. looks really, really good. Yeah. Um, week 12, we're going at the Redskins. No, I had, you had to bounce back with a win there. You yeah. can't. You cannot afford, I mean, honestly, it's going to be very tough for me to say you can afford back-to-back losses here because, I mean, even with my Yours predictions. Yours three in a row. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, they, I mean, yeah, I'm going to um, say they got to win here. Yeah, I'm going to say they win here. I just don't think Redskins are good right now. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I think they're in the I same don't know who's playing quarterback for him right now. I yeah. mean, that, that alone. I mean, I, mean, sure. I, I look at Redskins like 4 or 5 and 11 and the mm-hmm. Giants are like 4 and 12. I think so. Redskins are a team next year, especially if Alex Smith can't come back, makes that splash trade and goes get Tua. Yeah, I think probably. they'd be desperate enough to go do it, sell the soul. Alright, uh, Bears, how are we looking? At home, Thanksgiving, on a short week. Mm. Man. I'll throw my prediction. Yeah. I think they... I think they lose this one, 
But I could. This is one of my I could switch later. Because yeah. if you're playing the Redskins, yeah. realistically, it should be an easier win. Oh uh, yeah. And then coming home, you're I'm gonna like, say yeah. I'm gonna say they win, but barely. Okay. Like that's gonna be that's the, it's only because Thanksgiving they're used to it. It's yeah. I think they need to get that back. So um, week fourteen, right after Thanksgiving, on a longer week, you go at Minnesota. No, you're losing that game. You're losing that one? Yeah, you're losing that game. Um, I, I get the longer week, but I think if you squeak one out at home against them, I think they just eat you alive at Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I will have them winning this one, shockingly enough. Mm, so I think on a, on a long week, yeah. you get some extra time to prepare for them. For whatever reason, man, we can't figure out the, the Vikings' defense. I don't know no, what don't it is, either. dude. We just can't. But I don't... usually it's low scoring, yeah. and if we, it's get, true. if we get a lucky couple ones, I guess it'll come down to how we play around that time. Maybe we switch Right, right. If, we're, if we're 1-13 or 1-12 or whatever, then yeah, obviously then, we ain't winning that game. But yeah. clearly, I mean. Um, home against the Bucks. That's a win. That's a win. Okay. I also have that as a win. I mm-hmm. think the Bucks are the Bucks. Yeah. That's all I can say. Famous James. Um, at Denver. That's a loss. Yeah, it's not even. I, I don't. That defense is still is still good. It's not okay. great, right? You're you're at Denver, right? You're not used to that kind of conditions. You're outside. It's December. It's just a, it's a recipe for yep. disaster. I actually have them winning. Yeah. Just because I think their run game is going to help out a lot. You think and so? I think I don't think that. The Denver, I hope so. Yeah. I don't think that Denver offense is. Right. No, the Denver like offense ain't going to be. Ain't gonna and be that very defense good. is good, but to a certain extent, where if you just hold the ball for a while mm-hmm. and you can get a lot of three and outs, I think it's like a very winnable low, game. It's I, low score. You'll win by like I look at it like they do. I look at it like like going into Green Bay late in the season, right? It's just so much tougher to win there. And home against the Packers. All right, so what am I at right now? Win loss total. You are looking at one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You're looking at nine and six. Nine. And I'm also nine and six. What's weird? How, How the heck is that? What is the most I've ever looked at? I'm gonna say they win. You I'm gonna say, say yeah, because guess what? At the end of the day. This team needs that win, right? I'm tired of losing the Packers in the last game of the season when it actually means something. They yeah. better win this freaking game. They sweep the Packers again. Yep. I'm calling right now. Uh, I think they win too. I'm calling their I shot and they squeak in as a wild card I at 10 so. and 6. Because NFC is still going to be stacked this year. So I think it's weird how I didn't. I thought I had way more wins than you did. It felt like we did no. for whatever reason. And that's crazy how we kind of yeah, got there. We literally have the exact same that is, ones. That's, that's crazy. I kid you not, that is the funniest thing that's ever happened here. <laughs> <laughs> I totally we like, did not play that no, at all. That, was that so is weird. weird. Yeah, because we're totally on different sides of the spectrum going yeah. early on in the season. So, but you have them making a hell of a comeback. I'm, I think it's more for my own, you know, heart purposes that I just feel like they're more consistent throughout the year than you do. So I'm like hoping that I'm not like just pissed off for a month at a time. Where yeah. I mean, but that's crazy though. Yeah, we won't have, have them going ten to six. I have ending very strong. You have um, starting really strong and then kind of up right and down, up and down, up and down. You yeah. have a four game win streak. And yeah, I have, a, I have a four game win streak at the end of the season. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, we're such homers. It's bad. They're, they're, it's Realistically, they're gonna be at seven. I know, but like. <laughs> It's 10 and 6, damn it. Still otherwise, I'm. All right, that's awesome. Let's save that. We'll come back to that uh, as we go along here. That's good stuff. I'm crying over here. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's talk. Let's talk some NBA. We're not talking Pistons right now. As of this recording, they're probably down 3 0, more than likely. Um, maybe 2 1 if we're lucky. But um, 
So I, I mean, we're not gonna we're not gonna talk about them until after the, either the series happens or you know their season as a whole. But let's talk this Lakers thing. I promised it last week. I want to talk about it just because it's the biggest news in the NBA. Magic resigns. LeBron's nowhere to be found. Palinka's still there. Bust doesn't know what the hell's going on. Mike, I'm uh, let's scrap what I'm gonna scrap some of this that I have typed out here on our show sheet for a second. Just give me your thoughts. What the hell's going on, dude? Because I'm gonna. I know we always defer to Mike. Mike's a big LeBron fan. I am not, but he is. So he gives an honest opinion of his guy, yeah. which I can appreciate, which is why we talk about him here on the show. He's the best player to play since Michael Jordan. So I mean, you have to you have to talk about it when it comes to his team and stuff like that. Yes. So give me I mean give me what you're thinking here. What the hell's going on with them? Uh, it's, it's a, a dumpster <laughs> fire. It's a rough it's a dumpster it's fire. It's a rough time. Um I have like a I can't re- believe it. I have I know I have a weird conspiracy theory yeah. that he went to LA for the first year, or for this first year, he planned to go here and set anywhere else because he didn't want to make the playoffs this year, mm. and he wanted like stuff to blow up in LA. I have like a Ooh. weird like it's like a weird really long theory that Tell I'm getting any to a LA fan, fan and they're like screw you. Yeah, I know, so but bad. like it's like weird because I think like you could have stayed in the East and probably won the East mm-hmm. the next four years if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. You could have made another four finals if you really wanted to. But I think he went to LA and he almost knew it was going to be a dumpster fire, and he almost like created it to be a dumpster fire from the it's beginning. Not good, yeah. like, he has not this, helped. He's been a complete the season, dill you were the all year. Seed. I think once he got injured, he was like, Screw he it. might have like a scapegoat after he got injured. Yeah. It might have been like the best thing that happened because <laughs> the season was about to fall apart right below right. him. Um, um, right. Yeah, Magic getting out of there is was very shocking to me yeah. at first. I was like, wow. But he didn't do much and he almost he ruined the team. Um, Luke Walton, I hate Luke Walton as a coach, so he's fine leaving. Yeah. Um, he's going to go to Sacramento or whatever, and um, he's probably going to be good there. I know. <laughs> Here's my question, though, right? Here's what I want to ask you, because okay. two things. Number one, did LeBron make a mistake going to L.A.? And two, right? Actually, I have yeah. three questions now that I'm thinking about it. Two, right? Are you going to be okay with them hiring Ty Lewis coach? Because I will flip a lid if they do. They're going to meet with him. They're going to hire him. It's going to be stupid. And three, um... Does he win a championship in LA? Um, first answer, I don't think he made a mistake. Just strictly no. basketball, not business yeah. or anything, okay. not the well, brand. That, well, just strictly basketball and being able to win another championship. Yeah. Did he make a mistake going here? I uh, probably yeah. yeah. I think you could have went to almost any other Should've team. Went to San Antonio. Uh, if you go to San Antonio, you're I mean you're, you're in the conference with, with finals Pop, this with year. Popovich, it would have been um, stupid. If you go to like the Sixers, he was rumored. If you go mm-hmm. to Boston or something, all those teams anywhere are, else he would have gone, they'd probably be facing Golden State or beating Golden State. Yeah, and, if and, you go to you Houston know, or something, that that was oh, that was like stupid. a low rumor thing. But if you had Chris Paul, James Harden, and stuff, you're like there. Yeah, that, it's not even a question. You're in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, you're winning. So <laughs> I think you made a mistake basketball wise going there. I get why he went there for all the no. That's what I'm saying. I'm just talking basketball. Basketball wise, yeah, he made a mistake. Um, what was your second question? So the I second question, it. yeah, second question is, how are you going to feel when they hire Ty Lue? Because I think it's the stupidest I thing think, ever. No, I think it's a terrible move. Yeah. And the here's why I say that, though, yeah. is I don't think him coaching would be a bad idea, but it's almost like LeBron choosing the coach. And if you see LeBron choosing coach, players are going to be like, so it's LeBron's team. I don't want to go there. Right. And like, I think that doesn't hurt him it hurts. being able to get anybody else. Yeah, no, there. because if you're like Kawhi Leonard and you're like you ain't going there. you right. not even being like the top right. guy or anything, but you want all the decisions coming from like the front office. Like you want right, like of course. you wanted people like Magic to be like That's why this, is, go to the Clippers. this is the guy I want. Yep. Like Magic saying this is right. the guy I want. Right. LeBron's like, Hey, I really want Ty Lue here and, and that's why Ty Lue comes and in. And the reasoning behind it too is I want him I want to go because I cause he's coached me before because he's gonna step out of the way and let me coach the team. 
right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the problem too, yeah, right? Yeah. It's the style. I, it's what is that message, that's, right? That's the one thing. And that's, I guess, leads into the third Jeez. point. I don't think they'll get anybody if Ty Lue's there yeah. because everyone's going to go, so it's Ty Lue and LeBron's team. I have no input as a star to do what I want. Like, yep. if Kawhi goes there, yep. he should have... Yep. Almost not almost like not equal, but almost as much input as what goes on as right. LeBron does. That's why he's going to go to the Clippers, where they have Jerry West, they have the infrastructure, yep. they have Doc Rivers. Right? It's Jerry West making fun, is making the decisions. Doc Rivers is no longer president, so you're going to coach the team I give you, yes. and you're going to do what you need to. That's why they're pushing and, Golden and, State the way they're And with the Lakers blowing up like this, Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard doesn't like being in the spotlight, and the Clippers are going to be in no spotlight in LA. No, no, the, none no whatsoever. Gonna, they're just going to quietly be good. Yeah, they're going to quietly I mean? make conference championships, and no one's even going to know about it. Right. The Spurs had. Greg Popovich and stuff, so they were talked about way too much. He was like, I don't want to go here. He yep. went to Toronto. Now Toronto's amazing. Yep. And now everyone's like, wow, Toronto can make conference final. You're putting a lot of pressure on Kawhi. He doesn't like that. Right. He's just going to be in the Clippers. It's still going to be the Rockets, OKC, Warriors thing. Yep. And Kawhi's just going to be like, yeah, I'm in the conference And probably finals. the Knicks, too, added to a certain point. Yeah. I mean, not in the same conference, yeah. but you know what I mean. And then Kawhi's just going to be sitting there like, yeah, I'm in yep. the conference finals every other year, but like, think, no one's going to yeah. say anything. I mean, so so you don't think he wins another championship in LA then, the way it's going right um, now? Like, as the state of the franchise is right now i mean there's so many things you have to do right in the next like six months here's the thing is i think if you're talking about prime time lebron i think they could with like the roster they have developed right now but the problem is he's older so he needs right that's what i'm saying right now i don't think he can carry a team anymore by himself i think the last two years in cleveland took it out of him when he's like i can't do it could i say like right now he could beat three or four playoff teams with the team he has, yes. The problem is he can't get any farther than that. No, that's what I'm saying. He, right, totally. Like, for could sure. Could he be OKC? No. And the could prob- he be yeah. Portland? No. Houston? No. Warriors? No. Right. Probably Spurs? No. Everything, Way everyone, playing right now. I think especially. everyone else you have a good to decent chance of beating. Yeah, for sure. But um, That's what I'm saying, though, is that I do I think that this team constructed right now can win a playoff series? Absolutely. They can beat yeah. the Pistons. Yeah. They can beat the Pistons easily, I think. They can, they can beat oh, them yeah. in five. So, oh, in the East? Yeah, yeah they, you know they, what I mean? They beat everybody but maybe maybe Milwaukee or Toronto. Right. right now. But that's what I'm saying. So I think that they can I, – I think that the way it's set up right now – there's just too much work, and his clock is, is going too quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? And because you are LeBron James and the expectation it's is so championship or nothing, yeah. right, it's tough. You know what I mean? So there's just so much to go into. It's yeah. just they're I do, not going to get anybody, I do think, and though, it's going to be a disaster. The second year, though, it's going to be a big thing because this is his first year not in the playoffs since, like, 2005. Mm-hmm. So he's going to have a whole offseason. The coach to, is going to depend a lot on that, right? Like, I thought the Knicks did a great – that's why the Knicks are going to be good next year. If Durant and Kyrie go to the Knicks, right, with Fizdale as their coach, they're going to be good really, yeah. really fast. Really, really fast. Yeah. You know Especially what I mean? with that – Projected number one overall pick. Right. Even if they know in their eyes, I like David Fisdale as a coach, right? I wish the Pistons would have hired him, to be honest with you, because I think he's a fantastic coach. So he turned Memphis around, and Memphis is hot garbage. So I think that with that comment, you know what I mean, though? LeBron's never had a coach. Right, no, LeBron has ever. never had a good coach, you know. But at the same time, never he's really. never, but he's never, he's had the ch- the choice and the option though to be able to go get a coach, right? And if he would have been smart, he would say, you know what? It's not about it's not about LA, and I get why you go there from a business perspective. Yeah. But if I'm LeBron and I say I'm going to sign a you know three year deal, I'm going to go with Greg Popovich, I'm going to go with Murray, I'm going to go with whoever the young guys we have get the little bit left of Aldridge that I have left out of him before yeah. his knees and go, and I'm going to go win a championship, and I'm going to cement my legacy and just be done with it, right? Because yeah. look what I can do with my Phil Jackson. I think would have been it would have been, been phenomenal, but I get he's just kind of right. I told, yeah, like I said, now. I get it. It's just 
just frustrates. He's on me. the building brand stage. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Let's let's take it. We're gonna take another quick break here before we hit the superstar shake. We kind of went long on this LeBron topic, so we're gonna hit. Give us one more break here, guys. You're gonna hear probably from myself, maybe from the Merc song, maybe from the Brain, maybe from somebody else. I don't know who you're gonna hear from, but you're gonna hear from somebody real quick, know. and then we're gonna go right back with superstar shake up. Stick around. Hey guys, this is Emily the Brain. Just popping in to remind you in case we. Haven't said it enough yet that we are now live on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, um, and a ton of other streaming services. So anywhere you find your usual podcast, you should be able to find us. Uh, Please check it out and give it a listen. All right, guys, welcome back to our final segment. We may have an announcement coming here at the end of the show, too. We're going to talk the superstar shakeup going on in the WWE, both Raw and SmackDown, similar to the draft, right? Um, But it's not... Not even close. Yeah. I want to ask you, though. Just off the bat, before we actually go into the moves, uh, do you like the draft or the superstar shakeup better? I I love the draft. I did too. But no, listen. If they did the superstar shakeup right, yeah, I would probably like it better. Yeah, like if you just had a thing where, like, say, like you know how they had like the two, the posts or whatever, and mm-hmm. Vin or uh, Shane right. was on one side, Stephanie was the other, and they were like drafting their team or whatever, right. or blah blah blah, was whatever was going on during the draft episode. If they did the superstar shakeup like that, and they're like. I'll trade you the heavy machinery for these three people or whatever. And they're like, I accept. And then that's how they got traded. Yeah. Like in a like in like a live show that was an hour long. Mm -hmm. I would I would like that so much better than just oh McIntyre's just on SmackDown. Yeah. Right. Or he's moved. Right. Yeah. Like like I would like like a more like actual looking. Like yeah, trading, I got you. Like right. I, I want to know what they got. I almost wish too there would be stupid. some bartering where, like, if they're all technically able to move, right? Yeah. Any of them are able to move, so they're all free agents yeah. technically, right? That like I would like to see something where Shane or Stephanie or whoever's like, no, you should come to Raw, and he's like, no, screw you, I'm going to SmackDown. Yeah. You know what I mean, or yeah. something like that, where there's there's some more power in the player, quote unquote, yeah. than there is with the, you know what I mean? Well, I want to know how much. Um, SmackDown had to give up to get Roman Reigns. I know, right? Like, it's crazy. Like, is, I know. He, is he only worth like AJ Styles, or is he worth like six tag teams? Like, I don't know. What is he worth? Like, I, that's I, the stuff I'm like interested in. Right. I don't even know why. Yeah, I that, feel like yeah, right. Like, like what's some... the equivalency? And you know, what's yeah. funny. I was listening to a wrestling podcast. I listened to the Something to Wrestle with podcast with Bruce Pritchard, which I'm not, they, they don't pay us to sponsor them, but they it's a fantastic podcast. So if if you're interested in that, please listen. Um, but. They, he talked about that where they literally do mock drafts. That's what they do. Like before they used to do the drafts, they would say, "What if this happened?" And they just they they would like, "Here, let's do one where we just randomly draw people and see what happens." Yeah. And we have rosters, so it's crazy when you think about you know how yeah. much time and effort is put into some of these guys. But um, let's go with um, the most shocking roster move for you. Was it Roman? Was it AJ? Was it somebody else? Was it a combination of guys? Um, most shocking move that they moved because I I'm gonna start off by saying too I really like what they did um, I think I'm more of a fan of it than you were as far as some of the moves um, I was really impressed actually with with who moved mm-hmm. where and why and I'll go into that a little bit as we go through this but I was really happy with that just to, just to kind of go off but give me a shocking move for you and what did you think of this of this shakeup the way they did it because they did it last year and it was just meh for me so yeah. this year I thought was a lot better well I thought there were a lot less call ups this year it was just more people moving that was the one thing I would have changed but besides that I was really happy with yeah it. it was just, it was just like a lot of just like people move but yeah. not like like I think only like three people got brought up or whatever yeah um. <laughs> Oh, God. The Viking experience. Yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> that's the thing. I just they were weird to get that. called up too because I was like, I'm like, they're the tag champs right now. Like, you couldn't have brought up any other tag team. Like, really? You know what like, the best part was? They got new shirts that say War Raiders on them that they just I put know. on the shop. <laughs> and they're immediately on sale. And they're immediately. <laughs> like, they came on sale on Monday that they debuted it. Yeah. And then I was like, they're not what, even What's funny anymore. is, like, when he was saying his name was Ivar, I'm like, is it Igor? Is it Ivar? No, he said it different every single time. I know. And I was, was like, like, what is like, happening? He's like, it's Ivor. And then, like, during the I'm match, like, I'm like, like Ivor. Ivor. I'm like, you can't go evil. There's another guy already named Evil. I, it was very confusing. But, anywho. <laughs> yeah, besides that. Good lord. Um, um, I'm not shocked. I guess, well, I guess the most shocking thing was um, Roman moving. Mm-hmm. I actually Finn moving too, like the champion. Because I was shocked by AJ moving too. Not gonna lie. When I first well, saw, I was, I was like, oh, all right. The only reason I wasn't shocked because he did so much on SmackDown, right? That like there's nothing more for him. More to of a do pleasant surprise where I was like, oh, okay, yeah. like some heavy hitters. Well, you, yeah, you, this you, year. you see the potential like him Seth matches yeah, that they course. could have, and that's like awesome. Mm-hmm. Um. I thought it was funny though because Joe wasn't on Raw, but he was supposed to be, but he's like sick. Or yeah, whatever. right. So they moved so, the Intercontinental like, title over, yeah. and I'm like, and wait, like, they got like, both? So they, now they got three, but the three hour show only has a universal title. I know, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Everyone, every report, I'm sure they're like, no, seriously, Joe's going to be on Raw. Don't freak yeah, out. It's please, okay. Don't flip He's out. got the US title. It's fine. Um, you know. So I guess I'll go biggest shock was probably Roman going because I yeah. actually really expect that. I like that they moved him. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really expecting it. I love Buddy Murphy going to SmackDown. Fantastic. Oh my God. Him and Ali and him and, um, Literally everybody on everybody, the card is really. going to put on a good match. That's that's a guy that is going to skyrocket. And Cedric on Raw, mm-hmm. like vice versa. Buddy, I think, like has a higher ceiling than Cedric does because I think yeah. Buddy overall, his look, I think, is a little bit better than Cedric's. Um, but I think Buddy Murphy on SmackDown, I, I think him and Finn, if they give Finn some opportunity to wrestle like Finn Balor, not like the prototype, I'm going to do four moves Finn Balor. Yeah. Give him like phenomenal. Demon Balor that Woo! actually does like six moves instead yeah. of four. I, I mean, like it'd be that. fantastic. I think, too, um, I really like the Roman move, right? We talked about it off air, where you're you're getting him away from Seth Rollins. You're letting Seth really carry the brand, and you're also allowing um, the Shield topics to be yeah. dropped, right? And we can just take a breath from the Shield stuff for a while. Dean's yeah. going away, I know that, but it, I mean, it's just nice to be able to go. All right, we're not. We don't need always to talk about the Shield every 15 seconds right yeah. it's I don't need to talk we've never talked about more any other faction more than the shield it feels like in the past five years so I'm glad that I was extremely happy to see the Usos move to Raw yep. because they've been killing it for so long on Smackdown it's about time they got their I, I spotlight the only thing I, I didn't like about that move yeah I think it really depleted and you just saw how bad the Smackdown division is right in that tag team oh division. for sure Absolutely. because when they moved like right. you're like, wait, who's actually gonna fight for the tag championships now? Right. Like, yeah, you're saying, not yeah really when they put the guys. titles on the Hardys, and I was like, okay, there's gonna be some mishmash of tag teams coming up yeah. here pretty quick. That's why I thought maybe the call ups would have happened on SmackDown rather than Raw. Yeah. Like, okay, they're gonna bring up a tag team or a couple guys or something. And they well, didn't really yeah, do that. Because they put like, Ricochet and Alistair and the yeah. Viking experience or whatever on they call on Raw. Right. But like they moved heavy machinery to SmackDown. But yeah, like, that was it. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's not you're a good gonna trade. have like you have like three tag teams on SmackDown and like eight right. of them on Raw. Right. I think they want to. I think they want to boost that Raw tag team division a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not the best tag team in the world right now, bar none. I think is the Usos. I'm gonna say that right off the bat. I don't yeah. think there's a better tag team right now going. They're better than the Revival. That you can you can at me all you want, but they're a better tag team than the, the, the WWE, Revival. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't. Name a better tag team in, in any kind of promotion right now. Like, I think Evil and Sonata are fantastic. I like the Usos better. I love better. the Lucha Bros. 
Yeah, I, I, they're yeah I mean, they're, they're pretty good, too, I guess. But or I, the I, Bucks, I guess. Yeah. They're just, like, the prototypical but the, best. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. They're, they're, they haven't, yeah. But I, 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 like, I think the Usos have been doing ph- phenomenal work for yeah. the past two years. I, so, um, But the Usos, and I lo- and I, you, you probably know this is coming, I love the fact that Andrade got moved, too. I am such an Andrade fan yeah. that I am so happy he got the win over Finn there. Not knowing that Finn was going to move at the time, I was like, okay, um... Yeah. Really happy he got the win there. I think he, along with Mysterio moving, that needs to be either a prominent duo as a tag team or as a faction, yeah. or that needs to be a feud, and they need to get the U.S. title off of Joe because that dude can go. I mean, and if you don't know who he is, he was La Sombra in Mexico and Japan. Him and Shinsuke made magic together several years ago now. Guy is phenomenal, so I was really happy to see that. Um, and AJ moving, obviously. It's about time. Yeah. Um, uh, who flourishes... More like, give me one guy who is gonna benefit them or girl, I guess too, who benefits the most from moving from one to it. Doesn't doesn't matter what side to wear. Just give me one person or tag team, right? Who is gonna benefit the most from going from SmackDown to Raw to Raw to SmackDown? If there's one that you can pinpoint, right? Because I will go the Usos because mm-hmm. I think they're gonna get a very long run as Raw tag champs. Yes, I think um, the magic with them and the revival too. Yeah. That's going to be good stuff. And really with all good. the teams, they're going to fight like really the good. Viking team. What, mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. what they're called. The Viking team. And then they're going to get Alistair and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And you're, you just have feud after feud after feud with that yeah. team. So I think they're going to have like a quite a long run with the Raw Tag Titles. Yeah. Um, I would say Roman on SmackDown because he's going to be the lead guy there. Yeah. So he's always going to be in the WWE title picture of now course, for the next year now. I, kind of t- I took Roman out of my thought process when I was thinking about this just because I'm like, he's a top guy. So wherever he goes, yeah. right? Like AJ's going to flourish fine yeah. on Raw but not like, regardless. But I, I also thought, though, that if Roman say on Raw, I don't yeah. think he's... He's in that picture, right. but he's like looking in almost. Well, it's almost he you, takes away a little bit from Seth too, right? Yeah. They're kind of it's a power struggle, yeah. you know. But like Rollins is like he's going to be feuding with guys like maybe even Andrade, but he's going to be like McIntyre that and, needs to and all those right. guys that he's going to be feuding with. That Roman would be like almost like a side view. Like we could push Roman in there, right. but he's not going to be doing that, so he wouldn't be doing much on SmackDown. He's going to be the prominent the guy. guy. Him he, and Daniel Bryan, I feel like, can make some really yeah. cool stuff happen. I love like, their match at the Fast Lane in yes. twenty. 13, yes, probably. Right. I think I think that Kofi thrown in there, right? You've got Finn, who I think you can now elevate to that title picture. Yeah. I think that is the guy for me is Finn, even though he's the Intercontinental Champion right now, right? That's gonna that yeah. needs to be taken well, off soon, red later. Gonna, I was gonna say Finn could have a couple good feuds with the right. mid Carters, right? And then jump up to that major picture. That's what I'm saying. I think that you, with him being on SmackDown, I think you're gonna give Finn the opportunity to really flourish as a worker, right? Yeah. As a like. Everyone's already kind of behind him. They know his history. They know the backstory, right? But being able to really prominently elevate him, especially with Kofi as champion, it opens up every possibility of the book, right? Roman as champion, where you've got you know Finn versus Roman, I get it, right? But Kofi versus Finn, you're like, oh, all right, Finn's yeah. got a legit shot here, right? Where if Roman is champion, okay, like Roman's going to be champion within the year. I can almost guarantee it, right? So with that being said... You open up a lot more possibilities for a guy like Finn who is who has been pushing up against that ceiling for so long. You know what I mean? Only guy I was surprised that didn't move was was Drew. I was almost thinking, knowing that I think that they're going to go Drew yeah. Seth going forward, but I was a little surprised they didn't move Drew just because I felt like Drew at SmackDown could have dominated. Yeah. Like could have totally done, could have came in, beat Kofi right away, and would have just dominated for the next six months. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Because I think they're going to give Seth a run. Mm-hmm. So, And I think Drew deserves the run with the championship as the top heel. Yeah. Another guy, too, is Lashley. I thought they could have split one of those two guys off to, I would, to the I other show. I don't want Lashley on SmackDown because then he'd just be fighting Finn again. Yeah, that's true. So, Good point, um, yeah. But that what, was your, what was your, the least lackluster guy to move? Like, he moved and you were like, well, like who was like, um, that guy for you? I have one. I just thought of Ray for me was one thing. I didn't. Ray? Know, yeah, the Ray. I, I'm glad the Miz moved. Honestly, I'm really? kinda, yeah, Miz I'm, was my guy. Really? I was, like, I was like, I feel like they're just not gonna do anything with him on Raw. No, I don't think they will. I was, I was saying, I wasn't surprised that the no, Miz. Moved, I was just, you know? I was like, I was like, on SmackDown at least he could have a match with Finn or something mm-hmm. and whatever. But on Raw, I mean. He's going to be eaten alive. Yeah, he's not going to be doing much. Well, that's the pro- it's the thing, too. Much. He's slowly but surely transitioning, too. He's got the show on E, yeah. you know what I mean? He's marketable on his own. But I thought Ray, honestly, this whole run by Ray, what are you going to say about it? Exactly. You know what I mean? His, it, like, six matches with Andrade. That was the only, that's what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah. So that's the only thing, that's the only reason why you bring him over, you know? So, it, to me, uh, he needs to be a catalyst to put guys over to make guys the best they can yeah. be, you know what I mean? Right now, I mean, the Joe match at Mania, I get time short but no there's nobody in the right mind thought ray was walking out with the title that night you know what i mean so um you like the mysterio outfit though yeah that was cool that was really I cool like that was that, yeah <laughs> yeah and then he got beaten yeah. 10 seconds you know yeah, so it's just kind of like i thought ray for me was one um I, another person who i'm actually really happy to see go to smackdown was bailey i actually liked yeah smackdown's hall really like a lot like, I really thought that the, some of the guys that they picked up, right? I thought Raw, because Raw is going to take more, obviously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just based off of that. But SmackDown getting, you know, with with the women's tag division is going to be oh, stacked. Now, it's yeah. going to be stacked on SmackDown where the Raw men's tag is going to be stacked on Raw. There, yeah. I bet the women's tag titles are going to be heavily featured on SmackDown. I think that's kind of why they, yeah. it's kind of like this on the men's Probably. side. But the women's side, it's like this. You know what yeah. I mean? They're kind of um, like giving SmackDown almost the brand. Like, yes. hey, women, you're going to be yeah, like a SmackDown ex- right. exclusive almost. For sure, for sure. Uh, give me this, too, last thing before we before our announcement. Uh, better roster. Oh, um, okay. Are we going better like you'd rather watch? Like if you like can only had, watch one show? Yeah, or? if you can only watch one show, right, for their allotted time, who are you liking, right? So you got to include the three-hour portion, too, about yeah. this, I think, too. I would say I think Raw is going to do better stuff. Yeah. I, so I'll go Raw, but mm-hmm. I do some of my more favorite wrestlers are on SmackDown, I think. Right. But I would say I think Raw stuff long term. Mm-hmm. If they do Seth Drew McIntyre, if they do um, AJ stuff with like mm-hmm. Seth or whatever, um, I guess the catalyst is Seth. I'm a big Seth fan, so I guess well, for but, sure. like, with that stuff, use the chain. Um, if Andrade steals a U.S. title and he makes a run with it, or Joe something, moving Joe moving to Raw is going to be big too. Like, yeah, Joe, just, Joe can yeah. get in that picture too. Um, so I think Raw has a lot of like ideas and stuff. Their tag division, I love tag team wrestling, and the Usos probably going to carry in that division is going to be awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to be more of a Raw guy, mm-hmm. but SmackDown definitely won't disappoint. But I'll go Raw. Yeah, um, I'm going to be. I think I'm going to be on the SmackDown side. Um, for a couple reasons. One, I'm interested to see where where they go with the Kofi situation with Roman being there now. Elias is over there now, right? So, I mean, it's it's going to give Elias, I think, some time to really oh, yeah, do Elias some in-ring work finally. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I'm interested to see the, the arch of, of Finn as well. I think that you'll see Finn within the next... As long as he stays as magnet, he will be world champion again, if I had to guess. Um, 
I the only I only criticism I think I would have is I wish more NXT people would have been brought up on SmackDown. I felt like it was a great opportunity. You had some you had some holes you could have filled there where I thought like the era coming up there would have been perfect. Yeah. In my opinion, I think the only problem and after you see what they did with the shakeup, right, is there is nobody in the NXT right now. No, you're right. And you're you really if, right. if Undisputed Era was not NXT, mm-hmm. I think NXT almost falls off a cliff. Yeah. With their talent right. level because I'm they really you. don't have much yeah. there right now developed. So I think Undisputed Era, maybe yeah. to our liking, is going to be running NXT for like the next year, yeah. and then get called up when right. like more guys come in. But as of right now, they can't yeah. afford to lose them. I'm, yeah, for sure, absolutely. I'm just talking strictly just from you know main roster, like what I'm like. Oh yeah. man, this is like you if have a NXT lot of, wasn't a yeah. thing though, mm-hmm. like Undisputed Era definitely should have been brought up and be on SmackDown. They could be that stable to run it, yeah. but they need to run NXT right now, yeah. and that's the only. Also, pretty happy too. Just as an off go, I'm happy Bailey moved over to SmackDown. She got booed heavily when she came out, which so I was funny. a little shocked by. I was like. Damn. But at the same time, I think this is going to give her an opportunity if they want to actually flip her and turn her heel. Now is the time to do it. You know what I mean? I think you could where she just goes complete otherwise Maybe with that's it. why the things aren't filling up now <laughs> because like they're starting to I think to she could do it out. almost well, like she doesn't come out with music. You know what I mean? Like she just walks out and she's a total a-hole that everybody else. You know what I mean? Like yeah. from happy joy joy to like don't touch me. And you know, yeah. I think they could. How about let's just give her some Nia Jax music. Yeah, that makes no freaking sense. I love Nia. I feel bad for her, though. Shout out to Nia, though. Double knee surgery coming out there. She's going to be out for a while. That sucks. Like, way terrible. But, all right. Last thing before we go. We have a big announcement here. The very first I'm Always Right interview is going to be happening here more than likely in a few weeks. I'm not going to give you exact time yet because we haven't nailed it down yet. But... The owner of a local wrestling promotion here, MCPW, Mr. Chainsaw Pro Wrestling, is going to be on with us for you guys for about the first half of one of our episodes coming up here in the next few weeks. Um, his name is, I'm going to hold that till next week because I don't want to, you know, we're going to tease it slowly but surely. He was on The Amazing Race if you were watching that show before. Um, his name is Mike. To give you that so maybe you can find him on twitter look him up i don't know but he's going to be on the show with me. us he's going to be talking yeah it's not it's not this mic no. but we're going to be talking to him about uh mcpw what they're doing how they're doing they're here in michigan they have a big show coming up here next month uh they got joey ryan and scott steiner coming in so two bigger names on the independent scene um if you're not a fan of, the, of those guys take a look at their work scott steiner you should know if you watch wrestling you should know who scott steiner is regardless but um so that's going to be coming out for you guys. It's the very first I'm Always Right interview. If you are interested in being a guest on the show to promote your product, your brand, please contact us. Or to even argue with us about stupid stuff or like Or even argue, right. Yeah, if you listen to a show and you just think I'm a complete idiot, please let us know. We'll have you on the show. Please email us at iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com or put a comment in our YouTube in our YouTube page. Put a comment here on our SoundCloud. Uh, let us know through email. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, what's your Twitter handle, Mike? Uh, just Mike Merkel. At Mike Merkel. And mine's at Rob Mendeika. We're linked to the show or our Twitter handle yeah. uh, for the show is at I'm Always Right P or what is it? I'm Always Right PC. Yeah. Um, our Instagram, Facebook. Let us know. We want you on the show. Yeah. If you are a local Michigan brand, we want to promote you. It's free. All we want, you guys share our stuff, we share your stuff. We are all in this together. We're all trying to make our products the best they can be. Once again, our email is iarbroadcastmedia at gmail.com. For the Merc Zone, I am the Mouth of Michigan. For the Absent Brain, we will see you guys, as always, 